K-Town Cowboys podcast. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Cape Town Cowboys podcast. Danny Cho here. Uh, once again, I am doing this solo, and so I need the help of the buddies, the friends uh, on uh, Facebook Live. So, yeah, keep me company, ask questions, do what you got to do. Uh, it's been an interesting week for me. I am, um, what's up, Tezan? Today, I actually did my first press conference in Korean. Uh, I had to do a press conference for um, the, well, not only for me signing with my management company, but also just to, uh, how do you say, uh, say that they opened up a a theater. So, you know, I had to talk about stand-up comedy and things of that nature. The interesting thing is, for the first time in my life today, or my life in here in Korea, I felt like a Korean celebrity because uh, I got picked up um, by those infamous Korean celebrity bands, those mini bands. So I got to ride in one today. Uh, and then, yeah, I had makeup done. I mean, they usually say hair and makeup, but I don't got that much hair up top, so it was just makeup today. And uh, yeah, I felt I felt weird, you know, because, you know, in the States, um, they call... So the concept of a manager um, in in the U.S., they basically just get you jobs, but they don't, like, drive you anywhere or whatever. But here, the manager uh, typically drives you to gigs, locations, um, you know. And uh, it was weird because I really didn't know this driver. So, you know, there was not much to talk about. I was trying trying to be friendly, but a part of me was like, I don't, I don't need it. Do I need it? talk to you? I don't, I don't know. I was trying to be nice and all I got were, uh, one word answers. Not saying that the manager person was a dick or anything, but yo, what up Paul son in the house. And so for me, you know, I was just trying to be like, Hey, so yeah, this is weird for me. Like how long have you been doing this? He's like, Oh, you know, like two years. So yeah, uh, I guess I, uh, I need to work on learning how to shoot the shit in Korean because I don't know how to do that. You know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to be, uh, not necessarily fake, but you know what I mean? I don't know how to network in Korean and, and uh, obviously I, I wouldn't kiss ass to my manager or whatever, but, um, yeah, for the first time in my life today, uh, I rode in a celebrity van that was all mine. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, made me feel a little douchey, but you know, I got to get used to it. Uh, yeah, so the uh, Korean managers, they drive you, uh, you, they attach a hair, makeup, and stylist person uh, uh, for you. So, yeah, I was, I was, uh, well, I didn't even have a stylist today. It was just, they they wanted me to wear their t-shirt, and so that's what I did. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of nerve-wracking to do, like, press in, in Korean, because I, I, as you guys probably can tell that my Korean is not perfect, and so I might say crazy shit that not, that possibly might bite me in the ass, so, so I did not, uh, I try not to be, like, over the top, like, funny, I was trying to just, you know, find a line, and so I don't know, hopefully they write a, um, a good article about, uh, 
how much of a uh, nice and sweet person I am, because that's what I am. Yay! So yeah, I, uh, I, I, that was my first experience with a Korean press conference. Um, things are picking up in the stand-up comedy world uh, here in Korea. Uh, this coming week end, uh, I'm going to be doing shows in English for the first time in quite some time. Uh, my buddy, Esther Koo, uh, comedian, is in town, so we're going to be doing shows uh, one on Friday in Itaewon at Route 66, and one on Saturday at Comedy Haven in Gangnam. So if you are in the area, or if you know anybody in the area that might be interested in watching stand-up in English here in Korea, please let them know. Go tell them to follow me on Facebook or Instagram. Both my username handle should be uh, Danny Cho Comedy. Uh, there's a diff, you know, so... Two weeks ago, I performed at like a theater that uh, my entertainment company uh, owns, and then for the most part, I would also perform at the comedy club. And there are big differences uh, between the comedy club and these uh, small theaters. They call them a sogukjang, which means small theater. Um, the comedy club it feels more like back home. It feels like a comedy club back home. Obviously, there's booze, there's drinks, people are eating whatever uh, um, appetizer food, and I'm just talking shit. Uh, and it's uh, it's more fun, and I get to try out seemingly more, how do you say, uh, more, I don't say hardcore, but you know what I mean, more risque stuff, you know, um, the other day. I, I I tried out uh, a story about my ex-girlfriend's rape fantasy. And, uh, yeah, I tried it out just in, in Korean. And I was curious to see what the uh, what the reaction would be. What up, Glenn? What up, Edward? I see Tess and I see James. What up, guys? And so um, uh, Anthony Kim is watching. What's up, buddy? And so uh, it's all dudes in here right now. Great. Um, it feels like my fan base is a bunch of dudes, but I appreciate you nonetheless. Anyway, so yeah, at the comedy club, I tried out, uh, I tried out some, uh, some, uh, dirt, dirtier, more risque shit, and, uh, it seemed to work. Now, the difference with that and the, the, the small theater is that, um, a small theater, if it feels... Oh, Rebecca's in here. Hey, Rebecca, what's up? Uh, uh, the small theater, the difference is is that it's a little bit more conservative. You know what I mean? So uh, I was trying to, to open up their... Uh, how do you say? Their sensibilities a little bit. And uh, I was met with, with tepid laughter. Is that right? Tepid? I don't know, man. I've I've been in Korea for too long. I can't. My Koreans, my English has gone to shit. Uh, but um, but ultimately, uh, I feel more at home at a comedy club than a small theater. But nevertheless, I got to get used to the small theater as well. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be actually this week performing with Esther Koo in English. But also on Saturday at 8 p.m. at Comedy Haven, I'm going to be performing stand-up comedy with a Korean 
like a famous Korean uh, comedian named Nam Ki Sung. So, yeah, if you're interested in, in the Korean show, come on Saturday at 8 p.m. And if you're interested in the English shows, it's 9 p.m. in Itaewon on Friday and 10 p.m. at Comedy Haven on Saturday. I'm actually curious to see what, what uh, Nam Ki Sung has up his sleeve. Uh, I've been hanging out with him, uh, you know, a few times here and there, and he's a he's a funny dude, and he's very interested in stand-up comedy. Uh, but again, it's his first time trying stand-up comic comedy, stand-up comic fucking fob, uh, stand-up comedy. So he might bomb, and I'm excited to see the po- the potential uh, bomb bombing a bomb run of a famous Korean celebrity. It's so fun because I feel like it's a humbling experience if you bomb for the first time, right? So, so if you're interested in watching Nami Sok, Kyung Nim do stand-up comedy this Saturday, Comedy Haven, uh, 8 p.m. Come through, and if he might, he might be good or he might bomb. Nevertheless, it's going to be a special time. All right, so come check it out. Hi, crew. Priu, she is, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Priu is uh, one of my uh, first international fans, and she has still kept in contact with me all these years, and uh, I am grateful for her to always uh, be supportive of of my stupidity. I'm I'm a fucking dumbass on stage, to be honest. I mean, it's not like I'm telling like earth shattering deep ass jokes. I'm I mean I'm I'm just being a dumbass on stage and and she still supports. Wendell's in the house. What's up Wendell? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the Hanam area, uh go check out Pussyfoot Saloon. Uh Wendell Louie is the owner of such fine establishment. It's one of the fucking sexiest bars here in Korea. Also if you're in the Hewa district, go check out Mix and Malt, some of the finest, finest uh, edible uh, feasts you can find here in Korea, so go check it out, damn, I am just plugging everybody here, who else is here, Youngju is here, um, Youngju is a, uh, you know what, big shout outs to, uh, well, they changed their name, they are the Comedy Alive team. They used to go by Standby Studios, but they were, to my knowledge, the first group to really do stand-up comedy in Korean here in Korea. And they were nice enough, they were gracious enough to let a fucking fathead like me go uh, get on stage and, you know, take some of their time. Uh, but uh, they're doing it. They're doing it well. Uh, I know I sound like a LL Cool J song, and if you know that reference, you're fucking old. Anyway, um, uh, Youngju is part of that team, and Youngju is uh, he's, he's he's funny man. He's a funny cat. Um, so you guys need to check it out. Actually, I don't know how many of my listeners here uh, speak any Korean, uh, but uh, if if you do. Go check out some stand-up comedy. You know what I mean? You know, you know. I, I'm gonna say this. And if you're not in Korea, go check out stand-up comedy anyway. Wherever you're at, support the arts. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
every night, every other, what, every weekend you go, you go out drinking. What are you going to spend? Like 50 bucks, 60 bucks. You know what I mean? For what? You know what I mean? For the potential of possibly picking up a chick at a bar. And how many times is that, you know, are you successful, gentlemen? Sometimes just you and your boys go to a comedy club. You know what I mean? Come out, laugh. Maybe you meet a girl there. You know, you're going to spend the same amount of money. So go. So come to a comedy club. Laugh. Uh, but you know, there's, there are, you know, the difference I felt with, uh, and, I, and Korean uh, comedians tell me this too, is that when they see American audiences or Western audiences, they're, uh, they seem more open to laughter. While uh, Korean uh, audiences are more like, even if they paid money, they're going to be like, let's see if this motherfucker can make me laugh. And they have that attitude. And, uh, and I tell them that it's false. Only famous people get fans that are open to laughter. And if you're a nobody, they're just going to look at you like you fucking crazy anyway. Right? So, um, but there are differences. Like, uh, hi, Janet. If you're a dirtbag on stage, it's more forgivable uh, in, in, in the Western audience. Korean audiences, even if they find dirty jokes funny, can't say that shit out loud. So there's that, that kind of thing. Um, political jokes are very hit or miss in the States. You can tell a political joke, even if the 50% don't like it, you know, they're not going to say shit. But here, uh, they're very uh, vocal about their political stance. Um, and, and things of that nature. Now today, today I hung out with uh, my buddy Esther Koo. She is uh, in town, as I said earlier, uh, for some stand-up comedy. She was out in Malaysia last week and Singapore to do the Comedy Central Asia. Uh, what is that show? Stand-up Asia show, season three. I did season two. Um, and uh, yeah, Esther's a buddy. Now I know she gets a lot of shit from a lot of Asian, especially Asian-American males, regarding some of her tweets, some of her material. Um, unfortunately, for me, not unfortunately, she's a buddy and she's a comic, so... What, what I, and I've said this for many, for many uh, different topics, but I can't criticize someone's attempt, especially a comedian's attempt, at trying to be funny. I just can't. Now, whether or not it's funny or not, or whether or not it has the, the right, uh, whether I think it's funny or not, that's, that's not in question, really. Because I'm like, you know, did I think her tweets were hilarious? Not necessarily, but, uh, but her attempt, I can't, I can't tell her not to do that, right? So, yeah. But you, as a consumer, you have all the right to go to her show or hate on her or not. That's, that's all on you guys. I can't convince you otherwise anyway. But, yeah. I mean, because <clears throat> when she was going, when she was having some of those problems, not problems, but, you know, when she was going through a little bit of that drama uh, regarding her tweets, apparently she was on the New York Post and things of that nature. Somebody wrote about how offensive her shit was. I, um, and, and people ask me, people, uh, the Yellow Panthers, as I like to call them, the Yellow Panthers ask me, hey, Danny, do you have any response to what, what she said? And I was like, I said, I said exactly what I told you guys. I was like, look, 
I can't tell someone not to try to be funny, especially if that's their job, right? Now, the way you guys take it, that's all on you. But the attempt, I'm all for, you know what I mean? Um, matter of fact, I'm sure there's things I've said over the years on stage that people fucking hated, right? I'm sure people hated some of the crazy shit that I've said. I've said a lot of fucking dumb shit in my life, right? So, you know, if I fucking criticize her, I'm going to be a hypocrite because sooner or later, something's going to bite me in the ass and we come back and be like, you said this, Danny. Boom. There goes your sponsorships. There goes your fucking whatever, you know? And, I, I, and I'm not for that. Goddamn. So, I've been drinking for the last, what, six, seven days straight. Booze. And so, in order to counteract that, not a sponsor, but Uong Cha by Kwangdong. Apparently, burdock tea is supposed to clean your blood. And given that I'm a gouty motherfucker, um, yeah, I need my blood to be a little bit cleaner. So, if you got dirty ass blood, Uong Cha, Kwangdong. Do it. Oolong cha, yes. Pu, you're right. That's did, didn't I did I not pronounce it properly? Oolong cha. Oolong cha. Um, right now it is uh, it is three a.m. here in Korea. I know this podcast is a little late. Um, I'm sorry, guys been a little busy, been a little swamped, uh, but even at 3 a.m., I don't know if you can hear it, but the AC is blasting in my apartment right now because it's fucking hot. Um, dude, uh, so yeah, today I was hanging out with Esther, and then afterwards, I, you know, I put her in a cab, and I was walking home. I walked about a mile today, and uh, I was a sweaty mess and it was at 1 a.m howard what up howard what's going on tell me when you in uh korea stupid um and so yeah it is hot and i don't know how to deal with this weather matter of fact i thought being a cali boy uh la boy i thought i'd be better in the summertime uh and the summer the summer here in korea is definitely, I mean, it does definitely have its uh, have its perks. Currently, uh, I've seen more belly buttons, uh, female belly buttons in my life uh, this this week than I have in, in the longest time. There's a lot of fucking pickups going out in, in Korea. And it's crazy. There's like, you know, like a few weeks ago, there was a water gun festival next to my house, you know? And so, you know, I'm just seeing like just just wet people walking down the street, you know, with water guns. And uh, I was like, wow, uh, I live in a fairly, fairly young-ass neighborhood. It was fun. I did not participate because I had to go to a show, and I didn't want to look like I came back from a water park. Now, uh, speaking of water parks, uh, today when I was hanging out with Esther, Esther Cruz was like, Danny, let's go to a water park tomorrow. And I said, no thanks. 
uh, for many reasons. Uh, the main reason for not go wanting to go to a water park at my age is that I feel like a uh, uh, I feel like a dude my age if I go to a water park or if a dude my age goes to a water park that person it's kind of creepy you know what I'm saying like I unless I'm chaperoning some kids or like if I had kids of my own or maybe I had like a fucking nephew and I was gonna take him there possibly but if I went by myself to a water park as an adult you know what I'm saying Number two, I really don't have a water park body. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not not only am I a, 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 a still a fat mess, um, I'm a less fat mess, but I'm still a fat mess. Uh, but but I also got I also got uh, shit that I need to explain. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have a body like mine and you take off a shirt. And you have to explain things on your body, then you should probably go to a water park. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta explain, you gotta explain, like, oh yeah, that's that's psoriasis right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yep, that's back hair. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yep, that's that's chest hair, alright. Oh, you don't have to explain that because they can probably see that fucking shit. So um, yeah. I don't got a water park body. And hence, I shouldn't go. But, uh, uh, and, um, and, <clears throat> oh, Dumbo says, Danny, I'm coming in March. I'll bring you some legit toothpaste and hot Cheetos for orale, legit toothpaste. I believe Koreans don't have fluoride toothpaste. I believe they have, uh. Uh, I don't know. I can't read Korean. It just looks like toothpaste. It might be fucking hemorrhoid cream. Who knows? But it it, it bubbles like toothpaste. So sure. And hot Cheetos. Gracias, cabrón. In March, it's a long time. Uh, yeah. So anybody here have thoughts on on adults going to water parks? You know what I mean? Like slides and shit. You know, like like I I can't. You know, I, I did have a traumatic experience uh, with a uh, water park. When I was younger uh, in L.A. or in the L.A. area, there is a water park called Raging Waters. And uh, I think I was like in the third grade or some shit like that. And so we went for a school field trip to Raging Waters. And uh, there was a, uh, how do you say, there was a slide. I forget what the slide was called the slide anyway it's basically like a four-story just one drop slide no curves no tubes you just fucking sit down and you go down four stories on the slide unfortunately it was early and these motherfuckers forget forgot to water the stupid slide and so basically i went down this giant ass water slide except for the fact that this motherfucker didn't have any water on it so i basically skidded my way down a four-story slide that shit hurt it was traumatic thankfully at the time i was uh what do you call it 
I didn't, uh, how do you say, middle the te. So, uh, yeah, you saw a lot of te on that slide, which was mine. Middle the te. What is it? Oh, exfoliate. Yes. Do Americans exfoliate? Do Americans. Oh, uh, non non Asian non Koreans, do you get in a hot ass tub and just just fucking exfoliate with like either either like a like a scrubber or like your 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 hands? Do you just rub your skin and wonder why there's shit falling off of your your body? I'm curious. I mean, I don't have that many uh, uh, white friends, so uh, you know. Any white Rebecca's still on. Rebecca, uh, do uh, do Caucasians do they um, exfoliate? You know, not 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 just the bottom of the foot or the you know the the what is it the pumice stone? Not just that, but I'm just saying like, do y'all exfoliate in terms of like uh, like the way Korean jimjibangs uh, are? You know what I mean? The, you you. You rub away that dead skin. Do you do it? The pumice stone, yes. But that's only for the foot. You don't do that on, like, your fucking forearms and your knees and stuff like that. Uh, Tezan, uh, oh, they do have fluoride. Oh, didn't know that. I, I thought Koreans were trying to ban fluoride from their toothpaste according because they think that... Uh, 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 I, I heard that... Uh, they're afraid that it gives ca cancer. Rebecca says, I do, but not sure if all Caucasians do. Okay. Uh, they have scrubs, kind of sandy. Uh, it doesn't work well. Oh, interesting. See? This podcast is not just for you and your entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. It's for my edification so I can learn more about people and their cultures. Uh... White people don't seem to be uh, as concerned with skincare in general, says Rebecca. Rebecca is uh, is whack, and so uh, oh I don't know. I mean I'm not gonna make that generalization. You know what I mean? I'm not white. I can't make that generalization. Uh, but yeah, is that why? I, I I don't know. Can 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 white people explain to me why? Uh, you know how the stereotype is that like Asian people they look young until a certain age, uh, like until in their forties, and then boom, that person looks like they're fucking seventy right away. Uh, but, but, uh, but white people they seem to age appropriately slash maybe even a little aggressively, and I, I don't know if that that's a skincare issue. Or is that a just, that's how they're built? You know what I mean? Uh, the, 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 the other thing is uh, uh, Asians don't raisin, says Tezon. Well, well uh, my, uh, my Filipino comedian buddy, Edwin San Juan, says uh, um, Filipinos, they, they don't age until they get to a certain age when they all look like Ninja Turtles. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't know, that's, that's, that's a Filipino dude telling me, saying what Filipinos are like. So, uh, yeah, he, he says something like, uh, my kids always say, what is Ninja Turtle? It's 
if you don't know what a Ninja Turtle is, you're too young. You're too young for this podcast. Uh, let's see. France. It was victorious uh, in the World Cup. Yay. Yay. Yay, World Cup. Uh, I don't know how many of y'all. It's, it's so interesting that Americans truly do not give a shit about soccer. You know what I mean? I doubt. And, you know, currently I get most of my American news from my Facebook feed, which is probably not the best place to get it, right? But it didn't seem like many people were like, yay, go France or go Croatia or wherever. You know what I mean? I have some French friends, so, uh, yeah. Uh, David Hahn says, and now we have to wait another four years to watch soccer. I mean, like, if, yeah, if you're like, if you're like Korean and you want them to wait another four years to not get far, like, they always, they always lose in the first round. I mean, except in 2002. That was the only time that they got super far. And in 2003, a lot of Korean babies were born because there was a lot of mistakes being made at night. Uh, Tesson says U.S. kids watch more soccer than baseball, which, which might be true. I mean, I can't tell you how many how many kids I know that was involved in AYSO soccer back, back you know when they were younger, but none of them, none of them really, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for a country as big as for a country as big as the US for them to be such so shitty at soccer that it just I don't know I mean yeah uh, Albert on says and Korea got that far due to the reps in 2002 maybe um, but as a Korean American I like to believe that they won fair and square. Yo, man, I'm in Korea. I can't be talking shit about Korean whatever, you know? Uh, elite athletes get paid more playing something else. True, but the, the amount of money that, like, Ronaldo and fucking Neymar and Messi and all them are making, I don't know, you know? Sure, in America, basketball players and football players and baseball players make a lot of money but there are other sports you know like golf if you're amazing at golf you know you get to carry that big ass happy gilmore fucking cardboard check you know what i mean that's kind of cool you know like i feel sorry for 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 athletes that are in sports that really don't even if you win like a world championship like you're not gonna get paid, or you're not going to, you know what I'm saying, you're not going to be set for life, you know, like, no matter how many taekwondo tournaments you win, and you become the world taekwondo champion, you're not going to be set for life, you're going to end up, you're going to have to teach, you're going to have to start your own school, and, you know, you have to teach a little bunch of bratty kids, same with judo, you know, just because you're the world's best archer, I don't think necessarily that, um, you're going to, uh, 
you're not set for life. I'm, I hear like, like there was a there was a set amount like you get ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars for a gold medal in the Olympics. That sucks, you know, because you bust your ass not just for four years, but you know practically for your whole life, and you are the best in the world at something, and you get thirty grand, and that's it. And you gotta wait another four years to possibly make another thirty grand. That sucks. But then again, athletes get paid a lot via you know merchandising and other businesses, right? Uh, I hear that certain countries, like for example Korea, I believe, if you win a gold medal at the Olympics. You get a lifetime. You don't get a. You don't get just like a thirty grand thing. You get like a lifetime payment, yearly payment, almost like a pension, right? That's kind of cool, right? So uh, yeah, I feel sorry for athletes, but you know, it's the life they lead. They don't feel. You know, they should feel sorry for me. I tell. Uh, uh, I fucking tell dick jokes and get paid a, a minimal fee. Uh, all around the world, and uh, and I'm scraping by, you know what I mean? Although, I'm not the world's best dick joke teller, so, you know, fair enough, because the world's best comedians get paid, I mean, what, Chappelle got paid, what, like, 20 million per, per comedy special? He's the best, he deserves it. Fucking put out four, and bam, 80 million, right there, in your face. That's, that's awesome. Uh, but, but he deserves it, you know? So, I mean, even actors, right? Like, like, um, I mean, being an act, being an actor or an actress or an entertainer, I'm sure it's difficult in any country, at least in the U S there's things like the union. So like if you book a commercial and it airs a lot, you're gonna, you're gonna do all right. You're not gonna fucking make a, you know, stupid killing off of it. But, yo, you book two commercials. No one really knows who the fuck you are, and you can still possibly make about fifty k, right? And you do other shit. You know, that's how I made a living for uh, the last ten years back in the U.S. Here in Korea, one, there aren't any unions. Uh, and, uh, you know, there is no royalty or residual based type of income for actors. So who knows what the fuck you're going to get, you know? And, uh, that's, that's, that's rough, man. On top of that, the unions here that don't exist. So a lot of times you can go on a drama set and be on set for 72 hours straight. Back home, you... The union will shut that shit down, right? And if you're going to go overtime, and let's say you go like 18 hours or whatever, dude, you're going to get double, double your day rate per hour that you're over. Like, you know, it's a, there's, there's, a, there's a metric to that, right? So at the very least, if you're going to get, you know, your ass kicked like that with all them, all them hours, you're going to get compensated, which is, which is good, you know? And so... Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm fucking rambling about. I'm just saying that it is tough. Uh, and I'm sure there are tough. There's many. Look at my, my pops. He is a uh, a painter. And, um, and my dad's like 
in his 60s, dude. And he's that painter. And I don't mean like an artist where he fucking paints beautiful murals or whatever. What he does is when you move out of your apartment and there's like fucking scuff marks on the wall or whatever, before the new tenant moves in, usually the apartment manager or the landlord will hire someone to repaint the inside of that apartment. And that person will be someone like my pops. <clears throat> now, that job is manual labor and it's summertime. And so it's hot. You can't turn on the AC while you're turning, you know, painting. All them particles going to fly all over the place, right? That's number one. I, when I was in college, you know, went painting or, to, you know, to help my pops. And so he was like, all right, you paint, go paint the, uh, the bathrooms. Now, for, the, for, for most apartment buildings in, in L.A., the uh, the living spaces like the living room, the bedrooms, they're they're usually paint. Uh, it's uh, water based paints, right? But the bathrooms and the kitchen is usually oil based paints. Don't tell me why. I don't know the science behind it. Anyway, my dumbass uh, painted the bathroom door first. Then I closed the bathroom door and I started to paint. <laughs> the bathroom. Next thing I know, I see my pops looking looking over me because I fucking fainted from all the paint fumes I smelled in this poorly ventilated bathroom. I was like, that can't be good for you, yo. So, so, um, there's a lot of tough jobs, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm kind of spoiled, to be honest. Like I see, I see someone like my father, who's a, who's who's a manual laborer, and then me, I'm on stage telling dumb shit on stage. You know what I mean? Like I said, I okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, I don't know if it works in English, but basically, here's here's a Korean lesson. Koreans, when they want to emphasize something, emphasize something, they use the word ke. So, like, the K means dog, right? So, like, it'd be like, yo, you go, K myself, meaning this is, tastes really good. It doesn't mean this dog tastes delicious, right? Fuck you guys, you racist assholes for thinking it. Um, you know, chum K dolo, or K na, right? They use the word K as, like, as an emphasis, right? And I was thinking to myself, why, why dogs? You know, why the word dog? You know, to for emphasis, I don't get it. They could have used any other animal, any other word, but dog, like you know what I mean. Oh, that guy's mochiso is can mochiso, right? Can mochiso. So I I thought to myself, in in the dog world, what do you think they say when they want to emphasize something? And I go, I think when they what they say is. And, uh, yep, that is the exact response that I got on stage, which is absolutely nothing. Nobody in the Facebook chat room gave me, they didn't even give me a like or a fucking heart or an emoji. They, it's dead silent in the Facebook chat room. And that is what I, and 
the reason why I fucking say this story is because of the fact that these are some of the things I said on stage and I still got paid for it, right? My pops, uh, uh, my pops, who, uh, who, uh, what do you call it? If he did a poor job painting the fucking house, he's not going to get paid, right? Uh, James, I'm going to have to disagree. James says, it is ke, meaning fairly pretty, uh, like I'm fairly tired. It is, it's, no. They're not saying ke, they're saying ke as in dog. And I have actually asked people why they say it that way. It's a slang, I'm told. Not ke as in trying to be proper, you know, proper means like, you know, varies, you know, ke pebopa, I get it. But that's not what they're saying. They're saying fucking care because I've asked many people. Um, yes. So anyway, anyway, that is a Korean lesson. If you want to uh, be like, oh, if you want to impress your Korean friends, right? Use the word care, dog, to emphasize shit. Fucking care doll, or like care sexy hair, <laughs> right? I don't know if that makes sense. But it is care. Don't listen to James. Listen to Danny Cho. I've done the research. Um, the other day, uh, th- this was kind of random. So uh, for all you K-Town Cowboys fans, um, uh, our buddy Pedro, Pedro, Peter J, he hits me up and he goes, hey, there's someone that I met at Cafe Blue. Seems like a cool dude. It's going to be his first time in Korea. And you show him around. Now, I, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm not necessarily the most friendliest, most open person. You know what I mean? So I was like, dude, I, I mean, I don't really know this person, dude. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I've, been, I've been kind of busy. These days, so I don't, I can't make that promise that I can, you know, like take him around. Well, lo and behold, this dude shows up to a, my comedy show on Saturday, right? Oh my goodness, my mom's here. Oma, annyeonghaseyo, bali, nagajuseyo. And so, um, on Saturday, so I meet this dude, seems like a great guy, and I'm not gonna name names. And I realized that it is his first time in Korea. He does not know a single soul in this country. Uh, and so I was like, oh, man, it's your first time in Korea. You shouldn't. You should not. You know what I mean? Like, it's so low. I mean, if you don't know anybody in this country, it's going to be a fucking, it's going to be tough for you to have a good time, right? And so uh, I, I called upon some of my buddies here. And uh, we show them a good time. Now. Uh, we end up at a, um, as like my friend described it as a very ghetto-ass karaoke joint. A ghetto, ghetto ghetto-ass karaoke joint, right? And, uh, you know, so, you know, you you call girls, but, you you know, it's not shady. You're not, like, having sex with them or whatever. You're not even, you're not even touching them inappropriately, really, right? Here is the point. So we get to this place, and I could tell that this joint was kind of, kind of, kind of ghetto, because you could tell if 
the fruit is out of season and if all the like the peanuts are like the peanuts are stale peanuts cannot should not be stale right i mean that just means that these are old ass peanuts old ass pretzels old ass everything right bad sign whatever it's uh you know uh, as my friend says, we should set this dude's expectation low for the first one, and then we should take him to better spots throughout the whatever his day, right? Anyway, three goes come in. Bam. So because our uh, this new guy, he's new to Korea, I said, dude, you picked the first girl. So he picks this um, uh, Uzbekistanian chick. She's cute, you know? She can barely speak Korean. Uh, she can barely speak English. Uh, but, you know, who cares, right? The other two girls that were left, me and my boy look at each other, and then we're trying to, like, I'm trying to tell him, like, nah, like, I'm not cool. Like, I get it. It's a ghetto joint. You know, I'm not trying to find, like, a supermodel here. But here was my thinking. One girl was okay, and the other one was built like me with long hair. Uh, yeah, she looked like she is, as my friend called her, she looked like a run stopper. You know what I'm saying? Like, she can, you know. And so I was like, look, it's okay. No, thank you. Uh, and because, look, if I, because my friend was like, all right, you pick next. And I'm like, I'm not going to pick the, uh, the, the, the other girl because that would leave my boy with Lawrence Taylor Kim. And so I couldn't do that. And so I said, nah, it's cool. So we waited for the next batch. Not batch, but the next group of girls. We hung out. Uh, yeah. And I feel like that was the right move. It was a good time overall. We drank. Uh, hopefully, uh, our, our new pal um, had a memorable first night here in Korea. Um, after the Norebang, it the sun was up and we saw... And there was like a like a club right across the street from the Nurebang. People are still filing out of the club, and it's like it was like six a.m. And I'm like, God damn, Koreans party really hard here. Uh, so we go to eat some salongtang, or was it kumtang? Yo, I was shocked to go to a kumtang place. Uh, that first of all that. Early in the morning, well, I guess they probably, you know, this, this, it makes sense. I don't know if they're 24 hours or whatever. They, they, they look like they were 24-hour open place. But the other surprising thought was, my brain, look, I'm somewhat of a frugal bastard. But in my mind, I was like, how much can one bowl of kumtang be? Ten bucks? It was 15 16 bucks bowl of kumtang. I say, yo, what? I can't be cheap. You know what I'm saying? I gave him my credit card. I looked my, my, um, here's another Korean phrase you should learn. Tonggong chijin, which means eyeball earthquake. There was a little bit of eyeball earthquake going on when I tried to fucking pay $45 worth of, of, uh, However, however, because the other homies paid for uh, ghetto karaoke, you know, it's an expense that I can do. I'm just saying, it's not that the 
the Komtang was not good or whatever. I'm just saying that it was a little bit shocking that it was 16 bucks a bowl. Call me old-fashioned, but, you know. <laughs> and one of my boys that was there is in this chat room. Thank you for, you know, for, for the night. It was fun. I had a great time, dude. We, um, well, we were in, we were, we, we went to a fucking cigar bar. And then when we were about to leave, we run into a, a friend of mine who owns a bar. We went there, grabbed a drink. We had a drink on the house. Crazy. You know, uh, Mirela Nava, como estas? Uh, but after the Saturday, so we got out of the karaoke at 6. I got home at like 7.30. Uh, and uh, that ruined my Sunday. I couldn't do shit on Sunday. Not because I was hungover. Because my circadian rhythm was off. Yes, I said it. Circadian rhythm. Danny Chono's random words, huh? Uh, my circadian rhythm was off. And, uh, and I'm still adjusting to it. It is currently 3.30 here in Korea. And I am wide the fuck awake. Hmm. Now, you, you might say, Danny, well, uh, one way you can go to sleep is uh, get drunk. But I am trying not to drink for a few days because my body, I could feel it. Not that I'm feeling gouty. By the way, speaking of gout, Dirk Nowitzki runs like he has gout now. I think Dirk Nowitzki is a Hall of Famer and we should respect him and all that shit. But he should retire because every time I see that full run, I'm like, this dude run like he got gout. It's painful. It's painful to watch. That's why I'm drinking this Wong Cha to clean my blood. You know what I'm saying? Clean my blood. This burdock tea. Mirela Nava says, homeboy, que, que pasa, chico? Miss you, cabron. Dirk is 57. Dirk Nowitzki, dude. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have some free time after you shut the, uh, shut off this podcast, go search Dirk Nowitzki running backwards. It's almost as funny as Steven Seagal running. Those are my two YouTube running videos that I like to watch to uh, to make me feel better about myself. Steven Seagal running. He runs very weird. He has this weird like. How do you say? He he runs like like a like like a black girl would give you attitude. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very wax on, wax offy. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to show it on the Facebook Live. Obviously, the people that are just listening can't see it, but it's funny. The second thing though is watch Derek Nowitzki running backwards. I'm like, dude, like. He needs some. He needs some Bengay and Tiger Bomb or all that other shit. Cause this dude, Dirk Nowitzki, run like he got gout. Like he got, like he got, he got toothpicks in his shoes or some shit, man. Like he looks like he's getting pranked. No, you know what it is. Have you ever put? Well, not 
obviously on purpose, but like, have you ever stepped on like, like shit barefoot? You know what I mean? And the way you just kind of, kind of cautiously like trying not to like step everywhere so that you just leave a a trail of fucking shit shitty footprints all over. So you're trying your best. He 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 runs gingerly. Why am I shitting on Dirk Nowitzki? I don't know. Um, I, uh, the one thing is, uh, I was, uh, since I can't watch ESPN here, uh, here in Korea, like, I just, you know, I just put on, like, a, a YouTube playlist of, like, ESPN stuff. Like, remember, I, I think a few weeks ago, I, I, I told you I was sick of Skip Bayless and, and Shannon Sharp, but Skip... <clears throat> and fucking Chris Carter and Nick Wright, and LeBron, and, uh, but there was something, uh, but there was something I saw that, uh, I don't want to say bugged me, but it was the oddest thing I saw. It was, so during the basketball season, Kevin Garnett had this show called Area... Area 21 or some shit like that, whatever his number is. And so he has guests on. And they're all, you know, and Kevin Garnett is, you know, he he talks like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but he, he talks like, you know, like, like he's from the hood. You know what I mean? And um, seeing hood dudes, basketball, former basketball players playing Jenga and like being hyped about it and kind of talking shit about, oh, 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 come on, she, come on, she, why you mess up the game, she? And I was like, it, it was the oddest thing to watch Kevin Garnett and his pals play Jenga for an hour. I saw that shit. And I went, God damn, that's weird. That's, that's almost as awkward as watching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on Dancing with the Stars. Now that's weird, too. Speaking of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the Lakers, um, I, I, I talked to some, uh, you know, I mean, even in Korea, there's still a lot of kyopos and, and uh, I'm, you know what? I realized that there are some Laker fans that are excited about LeBron coming to the Lakers. And then there's some people that eternally just cannot like him because they're diehard Kobe fans. Uh, I am also a, a, a Laker fan for life. I personally don't know how I feel about LeBron coming. Will they be better than last year? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, they got rid of Julius Randle, which, I mean, who I liked. I thought Randle was like... You know, he was a workhorse, you know? He wasn't flashy, he wasn't amazing, but he was a fucking workhorse, right? However, uh, and then, <laughs> I know it's just Summer League, but I've been watching S Summer League because I was like, yo, the Lakers drafted two white people. You know what I mean? So, I wonder how these white people are playing. There's one dude named Mo Wagner, and this other dude named, like, I don't know, fucking something, yeah, some Spanish, whatever, from Kansas, 
dude can shoot, man. People were saying they need to surround uh, LeBron with some shooters. They got Kuzma. They got this kid from Kansas. You know what I mean? KCP, I think I think he can still shoot. Lonzo Ball, I mean, look, it is probably one of the ugliest shots I've seen. But then again, here's another YouTube uh, video I should uh, uh, make you guys watch. Uh, Chuck Hayes free throws. Chuck Hayes used to be a basketball player. I believe he used to play for the Rockets. Watch his free throws. Terrible. It's almost as bad as Charles Barkley golf swing. See, by the way, don't ever say that I never gave you random, obscure YouTube things to watch, right? Remember a few, uh, a few months ago when I told you to look for Booker T, call it Hulk Hogan, the N-word? Funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Old video. Check it out. Booker T in, you know, in the... Back in the old days of WWF, or I think that was WCW, and you know he's all fucking pumped up and he's doing that promo, you know, basically the shit talking before, like I'm gonna kick your ass for whatever fucking pay per view event, and then Booker T gets so amped up that he's like, I'm coming for you, and he drops the N word on Hulk Hogan, and then immediately he covers his hand with his face because he knows he fucked up on live TV, but he's still trying to be tough. And good old mean Gene Okerlund, without even fucking breaking a sweat, turns to Booker T's partner and goes, and what about you? Like, just professional, right? He, he was trying to go right over it. But I want you to look at Booker T's expression. That motherfucker, in his mind, he's, as he's still flexing, going, I'm going to try to look tough, you could see in his face, oh shit, I'm about to get fired right now. That shit's... Hilarious. Um, you know, as much as people, you know, and I've been talking to a lot of people who, you know, in Korea especially, like the internet is kind of a scary place. It's not the, like the black market or you can hire hitmen here. Maybe you can. I don't know. But um, the internet culture, the haters or whatever, like celebrities get uh, get more influenced, in my opinion, here from internet um, response than back home, you know, in, you know, in, uh, in, in the, uh, in the States, you know, you're like, oh, haters, and you're just trying to, you try to brush them off. In Korea, not so much. I feel like Korean celebrities kind of care a little bit and, and get affected by what all the haters say, and I'm sure people back home do too, but here it's a little bit more scary, you know what I mean, to a point where, Certain Korean dramas, because they're not all written at once, they're always writing as they're shooting, um, the, the viewers' uh, comments and online comments sometimes dictate how the actual drama goes, which I think is a load of shit. That's horse, that's horse shit, but it is what it is, right? The reason why I bring it up is because as much as here it seems like the internet is scary and I I have my you know I have my views on on social media to to a certain degree I don't think it's 100% great but every now and again 
you find this gem on YouTube or a Facebook video and you go, yo, that is some funny shit. And to me, if you can laugh, even if it's stupid, you know what I mean? Even if it's stupid, like, look, I'm not much of a, like, a animal lover, you know what I mean? But every now and again, a cute puppy video will make me feel good. And, yeah, that's why the internet should exist, for them fucking puppy videos. For Booker T calling Hulk Hogan the N-word. For Carl Lewis, the wonderful singer, I mean, not singer, the wonderful sprinter, butchering the national anthem. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Type in fat Iraqi gangster kid. That shit's funny. There's a lot of internet video classics that will always make me smile. And that is why I believe that the internet should always exist. Because of that. And with that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of the Cape Town Cowboys podcast. Um, hopefully Bobby will be back soon because uh, doing this by myself is fucking hard. But um, yeah, if you're in the New York area, go check out Bobby's uh, social media account because his movie Fiction and Other Realities will be playing at the Asian International Film Festival in New York in a few weeks. Also, uh, if you're in the Korea um, if you're in Korea, I have the Korea area. If you're in Korea, go check out um, his movie. Is going to be at the Chechun International Film Festival. It's a film and music festival. Check it out. He's going to be performing. He's going to screen his movie. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Unfortunately, I can't go to it because I will be at the Hongdae Comedy Week uh, next month, uh, from the 11th to the 13th. But more importantly, go. If you are in Korea or you know people in Korea, if you want to hear Stand Up in English, uh, this Friday I'll be at Route 66 with Esther Koo. Uh, and this Saturday I'll be at the Comedy Haven. Both the Comedy Haven, I'll be there at 8 p.m. where I'll be doing a Korean show with uh, Korean comedian Nam Hee-sook and friends. And then at 10 p.m. I'm going to be doing an English show with Esther Koo. Doing a lot of stand-up in both languages. I don't think it's ever been done to do one set in Korean and one set in English on the same venue at the same night. So watch me make history, ladies and gentlemen. Come on down. If you want more information, go check out my social media shit. Um, Danny Cho Comedy at, on Instagram or on Facebook and you'll see uh, information. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at Cowboys at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, fuckers.